EO Fire 1365. Create a vision and trust in yourself and make it happen. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Are you ready to set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days? Visit thefreedomjournal.com and ignite. Fire Nation, the countdown, it's commenced. JLD here, and I'm fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Diana Huff. Diana, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. Yes. Diana is the president of Huff Industrial Marketing, Inc., which helps small family-owned industrial manufacturers market, grow, and succeed. She's also the author of the recently published Cash Flow for Freelancers, an 87-page guide for learning how to ride the highs and lows of project-based variable income with less gut-wrenching uncertainty. Love that. Diana, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. Oh, well, thank you so much. Well, first off, I'm a mom to a son all grown up. He'll be 19 years old next month. And he's the reason why I'm an entrepreneur. Um, His first year, I worked corporate and had him in daycare 50 hours a week, which killed me. Uh, So uh, I wanted to be home with him. And I started my first business, which was B2B copywriting when he was 12 months old. And I like to say I raised him and it together. Uh, (laughs) I'm also a farm to take foodie, meaning I get 90% of my food from local farmers, including dairy and meat. And uh, along the same lines, I'm a proud supporter of the Made in America movement, which means that whenever possible, I buy goods made in America. And I do that because um, manufacturing is my background. I grew up in a working class family. And then while I was in college, I put myself through school making sales for sailboats. Uh, I was behind a big, huge industrial sewing machine, sewing sales. (laughs) And uh, and then after graduation, I worked seven years in the front office of a woman-owned technical sewing company. So a lot of people ask me, you know, why why do you focus on manufacturers? And I do it because I want to help bring jobs back to the U.S. Uh, So that's why I buy American-made goods whenever I can. And um, it's why I work with manufacturers. And I have this quote by John D. Bassett III. He was featured in Beth Macy's um, Factory Man book, which came out, Mm. I think, about 18 months ago. And the quote is, everybody thinks all the great ideas come out of MIT, but let me tell you, there's a great deal of innovation that comes off the factory floor. And this quote, it just sums up everything that I do. Uh, So I work with these small manufacturers, I see all this innovation, and I get to tell their stories. And it's it's basically my dream job. And then when I'm not doing any of that, I'm a cyclist in my off time. Wow. You have off time with all of that? (laughs) I mean, I love everything that you're saying, Diana. You know, you're from New Hampshire. I'm born and raised in Maine and actually all my family's still up in Maine. And it's a place that I obviously visit very often. And just the entire thing that you have going on with the farm to table, all of that, that resonates really well with me. I mean, I'm actually looking at the next place we move into, like, I want there to be a big space for a garden so we can really start uh, growing our own vegetables and just really taking part in that. And then, of course, Made in America. I mean, you know, being a veteran myself, like I love that. Very patriotic. So thank you for what you're doing there. That's great stuff. But let's take a minute before we get into your journey, Diana, as an entrepreneur, 
to talk about how you're making money today, 2016. Break it down for us. Yep. So I do, um, I generate income in two, day, uh, two ways. So as, um, as you said in my bio, I'm a marketing consultant and I work with small family owned industrial manufacturers and I help them grow through marketing. So specifically what I do is I help them create unique custom built websites that tell their story. And I do this in conjunction with my collaborative partner, Rachel Cunliffe of Creative Design. She's in New Zealand and she does, um, all the web design. Uh, it's a, she's a brother-sister team, so her brother does all the coding, and then I do everything else, all the project management, the messaging, the strategy. I write all the copy, all the troubleshooting, um, all of that stuff. And then some companies um, retain me to provide ongoing strategic marketing, consulting, so SEO, PR, um, anything they need done with marketing, their e-newsletters. And then um, Rachel and I, we've been working together since 2010, and we now have uh, over a dozen clients in common because people continue to work with both of us. And then the second way I bring in income is through my joint venture with Rachel. We created what we call thoughtful books and we publish guides and other things. And that's where we recently published Cash Flow for Freelancers. Mm. I wrote it and Rachel designed it. Fire Nation, what I love about what you're hearing from Diana is her passion. She's excited about the things that she does in life, you know, from what she eats to what she buys to what she does for work. I mean, she is passionate. And if you're looking at your life right now, you're saying, hmm, I'm kind of lacking some passion in these certain areas or all of these areas, you know, it's time to recalibrate. I mean, these are choices that Diana has made to follow her bliss, to get on that happiness trail. And you can make those same choices too. But Diana, let's be honest, you've had some struggles in the past as well, and that's what I want to focus in on now, specifically your worst entrepreneurial moment. So take us there, girl. Break it down for us. Take us to the moment in time that you would consider your worst to date. Okay. Um, I I get very anxious even just going back to that time. <laughs> Are your palms sweating right now? <laughs> My, yes, I'm dripping sweat. Um, <laughs> So I have to give you a little bit of backstory. So up until 2013, I was a very successful B2B copywriter. Um, I was um, writing in... I was writing all kinds of stuff for global multinationals, one person consulting firms, uh, you know, anybody who needed something written that was in business to business. Um, I was there. I was also ghostwriting books for CEOs and I was also doing speaking and training. So, um, you know, my business just kept growing and, um, I was, totally and completely burned out. And I was bored. Uh, I, I was bored out of my mind with copywriting. And I had wanted to get out for a very long time, but I was doing very well. And of course, money becomes golden handcuffs. Mm-hmm. And during all this time, I had been taking on these projects and I didn't even know what to call them. I called them web overhaul projects where companies you know, would call and they'd say, can you help us with their web- our website? And I would end up writing all the content start to finish and and because I had all this SEO experience and I knew how to do some HTML, I ended up doing all kinds of like stuff associated with these projects. 
and I loved them and I wanted to do more of them. And um, so I came to the point where I said, I have to make this leap. I, I need to get out of copywriting. Otherwise, I'm going to be stuck here forever. And uh, so I made that leap and I wrote a blog post and said, I'm closing my copywriting business and I'm going to be doing these website overhauls. And I thought it would be a piece of cake. Well, it wasn't. Um, and I didn't account for the fact that I would be competing against WordPress themes, far less expensive copywriters and website designers. And I didn't account for the, for the fact that I would have to find a whole new client base. So overnight, my income plummeted by 65%, which is saying something because 2013 had been my best year ever. And it was... When I go back there, John, to that time in my head, I mean, I still can't breathe. <laughs> like, like, oh, it was such, it was the most scariest time. And the worst moment came in August 2014 when I hit bottom. I had crazy scary debt. Mm. I had zero pipeline and I had $7 in cash. And even worse than that was uh, I was ready to give up and find, a, quote, a real job. Mm. I was depressed. I was frustrated and I was mortified. And the reason why I was mortified was because here I was, I'm supposed to be this marketing consultant and I couldn't even market myself out of a paper bag. At least that's what I kept telling myself. So it was a very scary, emotional time, very lots of anxiety. And so what happened was I normally take a vacation at the end of every August. And so since I was broke, I ended up taking what I now call my bike ride vacation. I had found hard to find a $7 vacation. (laughs) Well, I found it. So this was amazing. So I find this book at the library and it mapped out all these rides to various places all over New Hampshire, Maine, Massachusetts. So I ended up doing a bike ride a day. And actually you'll appreciate this since you know, Maine, um, one of the rides was from Portsmouth, New Hampshire to York, Maine oh, to New yeah. Light. Yeah, I, had, I didn't even know York, Maine existed. So, <laughs> <laughs> so here I was riding my bike every day and I wasn't a cyclist then. So I was riding this hybrid clunky Raleigh bike from 2001 and I'm riding to places I didn't even know existed 20 miles, 30 miles. I'd bring my lunch every day and and it was the best thing I ever did because I had all this fresh air, I had sunshine, exercise, and I had solitude. And it gave me time to think and to reflect. And the other thing that was happening at the same time was I was pushing myself. So, you know, I'm going to places I didn't know. I'm riding by myself. I'm pushing myself up hills. And I, I realized that I was capable of so much and that I was capable of a whole lot more. And so sometime during that week, I don't know exactly when it happened, but I think it just slowly dawned on me that I realized that if I gave up, I would never know if I could achieve the success that I had always envisioned for myself. And I could feel, I mean, I I wish I had words to describe it, but I could feel that tiny entrepreneurial flame inside of me. And I knew I wanted to stay an entrepreneur no matter what. So I decided to honor it and I decided not to give up. Wow, I mean, Fire Nation, you heard the birth of the entrepreneur 
flame that has now turned Diana into an entrepreneur on fire, which I love. And now there's a lot of things that I could go into here, but one of the themes that seems to have been coming up over the past few episodes, Diana, that I kind of want to really narrow in on here is Fire Nation, you don't have to press the reset button when you feel like you've mastered something, when you feel like maybe you know, you've know you hit your ceiling, you've hit the limit to, to what is fun for you, what's new for you. I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs say, you know what? I've been crushing this for so long. I've hit my theme. I'm going to completely change the game now, pivot in a 180 degree direction and try something new. And guess what? It's good to try something new. It's good to push yourself in those areas, but you don't have to leave behind what you had that was going good. Maybe you can kind of stick your your toe out and kind of dip your toe in the water and say, you know what? I'm going to slowly start to wade my way into this new adventure to see if it's really what I think it might be. We just like jump to these conclusions. Oh, if I do this, it's just going to be like this. And the reality often doesn't turn out that way. So just think about that next time you want to just jump into this completely new adventure because things might have gotten a little boring or just too normal for you in your current entrepreneurial or business thing. Now, Diane, I do want to shift and have you tell another story. And you obviously had a great aha moment while you were biking that, you know, you really were going to live a much bigger and better life than you were living. You knew you were capable of doing that. But take us to a great aha moment, to a a light bulb that went off, to an epiphany that you've had at some point in your journey, and really be specific about what that idea was and how you turned it into success. As you know, um, when you resolve to do something, it doesn't absolve you from doing the hard work to affect change. So it means that just because I said, okay, I'm not giving up, it doesn't mean the next morning I woke up and my life was rosy. It wasn't. And I realized um, I had some serious work to do and, and inner and outer and inner. One of the biggest things um, I had going for me that was really bad was I was com- a complainer. I was a whiner. I complained about everything, you know, and I had certain people, a couple people that I could call and we, we would have our bests and, and, you know, and there was a lot of going, complaining going on in my head. So one day, uh, shortly after this bike ride vacation, I was sitting in my car at a traffic stop. And in my head, you know, that voice was going on. And and while that was going on, the other part of my brain noticed the cyclist coming toward me. And he looked fabulous. I mean, he had the jersey and I could see him coming toward me and he had the great bike and he was he had really good form and he was just flying down the road and he crossed in front of my car and I just went oh my god he had one leg the guy had one leg and he was riding this bike like there was no tomorrow like boom and I was just I was totally blown away because it had never occurred to me that you could ride a bike with one leg and do it as well as this guy was doing and it was in that very instant I said to myself Diana you need to shut the bleep up and get to work (laughs) Oh, sometimes I just love those moments, Fire Nation, when we have all these excuses and we're running off on this and on that. And then we just see somebody doing something. We're like, how could I ever have let myself get away with being such a pansy? I mean, exactly, exactly. Uh I'm sure what think about what he had to do to get himself on a bicycle with one leg. He's got some glutes, I'll tell you that. Faux yeah, show. Oh, totally. <laughs> or glutes. So, Diana, let's talk now about what you consider your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur. 
that would be focusing. Um, I focus a lot on the negative. I've been working to change that, uh, but uh, focusing on the negative and not celebrating my successes. What's your biggest strength? I have a really good ability to connect the dots. So I see things other people don't see. And it's why I'm really good at telling my manufacturer's stories because I'm able to combine the strategic and the creative. What would you say the one thing is right now that has you most fired up today? Oh, that I am a completely different person from this whole journey. I mean, I have changed so much inside, outside, my life, my work, everything. And now for the first time in my head, I hear myself saying, I am so ready for the next phase of my life. <laughs> I know where I'm going. I know how, how I want to get there. And I trust myself now, which is a first. And I have my own vision. And to add icing to the cake. So that bike ride vacation, that I took, you know, in the depths of my despair. Well, actually, it was the beginning of my becoming a cyclist. So I ended up buying this uh, custom road bike. And I am now training for a three day fundraising ride that benefits muscular dystrophy. It starts up at the Canadian New Hampshire border, three days and it goes down to Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which is on the southeastern seacoast. Wow, so cool. I mean, Fire Nation, I love that. And Diana, let's actually circle back now that you brought this back up. What is the one thing you want to make sure Fire Nation gets from your worst entrepreneurial moment? Just in one sentence. Don't give up. Don't give up, Fire Nation. Don't give up. And same thing for the aha moment. Like, What's the one thing you want to make sure that our listeners really take away from your epiphany that you had? Have your own vision and, and create it and make it reality for you. Realized from my aha moment after doing all the work that... Um, the reason why I was struggling for so long was I was buying into other people's visions of success and I had to sit down and really think through what's my vision? Where do I want to go? What do I want? What's important to me? What are my values? And that's a lot of work. Fire Nation, that's a lot of work. And guess what? It takes a little bit of time, space, energy, and bandwidth. We just think that we need to be go, go, go every single day because we're quote unquote entrepreneurs. If we're not busy doing something, we better jump on Facebook because that's at least doing something. No, like go out in your hammock if you have one, like go for a long walk, go for a bike ride where it's just you and really think like, am I on the path that I want to be on? Am I following a path or am I on a journey that is going to lead me to the type of success that I actually want? Because so many people get to the quote unquote success that they were following and they say, wait, how did I even get on this road? I mean, I was just, I guess, following what other people thought were successful. And it's so devastating, Fire Nation, because you have the time right now to sit back and say, I am in control of my destiny. I'm going to sit down and be intentional and meaningful and the direction that I'm taking my life so that when I do get to that quote-unquote success that I'm striving for, it's my success. It's not other people's success. And speaking of success, Fire Nation, you are not going to want to miss the lightning round because we're going to drop some value bomb success galore. We're going to take a quick minute first to thank our sponsors. I'm a huge proponent of tools that help us work more efficiently, but sometimes it can be tough to decide which tools are worth the time and effort it takes to learn and integrate them into our business. My rule of thumb is to make sure tools that I'm using are helping me reduce the number of places I have to check in order to stay on top of things. The tool that we've been using here at EO Fire to help us stay on top of our business calls and customer support is eVoice. One thing I love about eVoice is that you don't have to buy a second phone to get a second 
second line. We can route messages to a single inbox and have notifications sent right to our mobile phones. See how eVoice can help you work more efficiently too. Visit eVoice.com and add a second line today. eVoice is offering Fire Nation an extended 60-day free trial. Visit eVoice.com and use promo code FIRE. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. Fire Nation, being an entrepreneur, it's an adventure. An adventure discovering what freedom and happiness means for you. Any given day is going to involve a mix of challenges from making big decisions to taking big risks. No one ever said it was going to be easy, but always remember, you didn't start your own business just to get stuck in it. Things like doing your own bookkeeping, that is not for you. You started your business so you can do what you love. You started your own business to express your creativity, share your big ideas, and make an impact. Bookkeeping, let Bench handle your bookkeeping so you don't have to. Get 20% off your first six months of bookkeeping. Just visit bench.co slash fire. That's bench.co slash fire. Diana, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Yes. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Well, I've been an entrepreneur for 18 years, but what held me back for too many years when I, you know, during my whole entrepreneurial journey was, like I said, following other people's vision of success instead of creating my own vision and making it reality. What's the best advice you've ever received? Say who you work with, not what you do from my fabulous colleague, Andrew Davis, who's a phenomenal speaker. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? I create a plan every Sunday night for the coming week. It includes everything, meetings, calls, tasks, um, everything, personal business, um, all my project tasks, what I need to do to move goals forward. And like, you know, I'm training for this ride. So it includes my rides, my gym workouts, everything. So I know exactly what I need to accomplish for the coming week. And it keeps me focused and on target. Can you share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation? You need a budget. Uh, seriously, this is the best financial software on the planet because it helps you budget money you have now, not money you think is coming in in the future. No forecasting. It's all straight here and now, and it helps you um, achieve your short and long-term goals. If you could recommend just one book for our listeners to join Cash Flow for Freelancers, your book on our bookshelf, what would it be and why? Raising the Bar, Integrity and Passion in Life and Business, the story of Cliff Bar, Inc. by Gary Erickson, who was the founder of Cliff Bar. And the book is about why having a vision is so important. Your vision, not someone else's vision. Diana, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter, taken care of. But all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I'm assuming this new world would last for only seven days because it doesn't say in there that you're stuck there. So I would see this as sort of like a gift from the universe and to use all of the things that um, I have learned. And so on the first two days, I would use the $500 and I would sell my laptop and I would rent a baby grand piano. And um, I would then go to the library and use one of the free computers to issue invites to um, through 
local community blogs, social media, all that kind of stuff. And the invite would be to bring your instrument, bring your voice, bring yourself and come to my open house, which would be happening in a few days. And we would play music and we're going to sing and dance and, and get to know each other. And anyone would be welcome. And since I don't play an instrument myself, and since food is already taken care of, on the third and fourth days, I would cook. I would cook up a storm because I love food and I love sharing what I make with others. And then on the remaining three days, I'd have my open house where um, all these people that I've invited in the community can come and make music and eat great food and we would all get to know each other. And I would talk to all these people and I'd get to know their stories and I would listen to them and I would hear about the community because that's what I love doing. I love listening to people and hearing their stories. So if by chance I was meant to stay in this world past the seven days, I would know what business to start because I would have gotten to know all these people. I would have heard their stories. I would have heard their concerns and I would be able to connect the dots. And then using all this information, I'd develop a strategy for creating a new business. Wow. Fire Nation. I mean, that was a mouthful. And guess what? That is exactly the type of things that you need to focus on when you are looking to start from scratch, when you are looking to build relationships, build a business, build a team. Now, Diana, let's end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance from you, the best way we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. You can connect with me, um, Cashflow for Freelancers, uh, cashflowforfreelancers.com. And we actually, I actually have an offer for the Fire Yay. Nation. Yep, cashflowforfreelancers.com slash fire. And you can get an excerpt from the book, Cashflow for Freelancers. And what's that parting piece of guidance? Trust in yourself, create a vision, and trust in yourself and make it happen. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you've been hanging out with DH and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type in Diana into the search bar. Her show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz, Fire Nation, timestamped, you name it, all the links. And of course, go check out cashflowforfreelancers.com slash fire and grab your gift from Diana today. And Diana, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Awesome. Thank you. Looking for great tools that can help you work more efficiently? A tool that we use at EO Fire to help us stay on top of business calls and customer support is eVoice. With eVoice, you don't have to buy a second phone to get a second line. Just route messages to a single inbox and have notifications sent right to your mobile phone. eVoice is offering Fire Nation an extended 60-day free trial. Visit eVoice.com and use promo code FIRE. That's eVoice.com, promo code FIRE. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. If you're looking for an all-in-one podcasting solution, allow me to introduce podcast websites. Website hosting, audio hosting, support security backup, all in one. Visit podcastwebsites.com and schedule a call to learn more and ignite.